last time I opened this up with the crackable white claw. I'm not going to do that this time because uh, I don't want to try to edit that again. <laughs> but uh, welcome back, everybody, to another mini episode of the FMV sequence. Um, it's me, Ben, producer extraordinaire, again with a white claw in hand. And I am so excited because this episode I am joined by our wonderful audio producer, Tyler. How's it going, man? How you doing? It's going good, man. I'm kind of jealous of your white claw. I just have Sprite. <laughs> just have Sprite. I figured you would have had so I should have told you. Yeah, me and Jordan, we were we were uh we were uh toasting to uh um a white girl summer last time and we thought it was the perfect <laughs> choice, but I didn't get a chance to tell you. But um, you know, uh, the white claw is kind of indicative of what this episode is. It's just kind of a loosey goosey episode in between our big boy episodes, you know. Um I told him last time it's kind of just so me and you don't have to edit as much, you know, <laughs> just kind of little itty bitty, itty bitty stuff. So um, today I brought you on because I am so excited because me and you have a couple things of common, um, which is growing up, there were a few things that I liked, which was Lego and Star Wars. And I absolutely adored Lego Star Wars. And I know that you were in a similar boat as me when you were a kid. Is that right? I'm not going to lie. I didn't hear anything you just said because I think my internet cut out for a bit. (laughs) That's okay. We're keeping it in. It's fine. I basically set up a wonderful segue, which is, as a kid, you liked Legos and Star Wars and Lego Star Wars, right? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I think when we, uh, in our last iteration of a podcast we tried, I think that was one of the reasons we wanted to start one was because me and you were so obsessed with these games. And Jordan, which is also kind of how we met him, was not as enthusiastic about it because uh, he's a little bit older than us. I mean, you were pretty much the, we're the ripe age for the original Lego Star Wars game when it came out in 2005. And I just have so many wonderful memories playing that game. And, you know, it's not tactic. I mean, I was arguing about this with Jordan. I want to know what you think, because our podcast, we talk about video game movies and their counterparts. And I feel like this falls into the category. You know what I mean? I would definitely agree with that. I mean, it's obviously not entirely accurate because it's a Lego game and it's not going to have the same voice actors most of the time aside from Lego I mean, Lord of the I Rings. Mean, I was about to say the original game, like the original Lego Star Wars exactly. game, had no um, voice acting, which I have a really funny thing oh. about that later. When ah. we get into, oh. <laughs> uh, the mo- I, uh, I have a theory that Lego Star Wars... Um, started the mumblecore rap <laughs> i mean you're not wrong i feel like it birthed an entire uh rap genre right under our noses and we never we never realized it but i'm on to them i'm on to all them rappers out there <laughs> i see you i see you yeah but you know honestly I... I think it is like in some ways it's like the perfect uh movie video game like tie-in because it goes over every single star wars movie like there's a bunch of games so the original the original lego star wars game it went over the prequels um which at the time it was only supposed to be a tie-in game to get people to go see the movie like nobody expected this game to be good but like it goes through all of the plot points of all three movies and that does it without dialogue and but in some ways it captures the story of those movies better than some of the other video game movies we've talked about and vice versa you know it's something about the way it decides to go through story beats 
was just so good. Like even like it's it's simple enough that a kid can understand it, but also it's got enough like of the magic in there that the older fans can understand it too. You know. I would definitely agree with that because I mean I think the appeal of a lot of Lego games is that they're fun for all ages. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember playing the Lego games, specifically um, the second one, which has the original trilogy. And I was playing it with my dad, and we would just play it over and over and over and over and over. I have a specific memory where, like, I I, I died a lot. I'm not going to lie. I was, like, <laughs> six years old, so I sucked at video games. I still suck. But um, anytime I died, he'd be like, Grab the blue coins, grab the blue coins, grab the blue coins. Like, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> incessantly about these blue coins. Because they're worth the most. Yeah, were you guys, like, coin hogs in that game? Like, were you, was it your goal in every single level to get all the coins? Because when I was a kid, when I, when the first game came out, I didn't care about that at all. Like, I could have cared less. But when the second game came out, and especially when the Complete Saga came out, I was super obsessed with that because that was how you got um, access to all the bonus levels and the other characters. And once I got a bit older and the concept of money was really implanted into my brain, I was like, oh, coins are important. Yeah, I I wasn't when I was younger. I think that was more my dad's thing. But I'm definitely kind of a loot goblin at my current <laughs> age. Yeah, so. me too. Anytime I've played a Lego game in the past couple of years, I try to get true adventurer, true Jedi, true pirate, mm-hmm. or whatever it is in the in the game. Just because like it's one of the easiest milestones to hit in a game level in a Lego game. Yeah. Because I mean, you literally just have to smash everything, and then once you smash everything, you can either keep collecting coins or you can just move on through the level without worrying about it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I feel like Legos are like the perfect template for like achievement hunters because it um gives you such a clear goal for how to like um 100 this game you know because you just have to collect yeah. all the coins in a level you have to collect the whatever those what do you do? i don't remember the the I, I don't know what they're called it was those little like floating barrel things um they were like at least 10 of those in each the mini kits yeah the mini kits mini kits yeah they're at least like five to ten of those in every given level depending on which one you were playing and then I think the only other one was to build all the vehicle like uh, models, and that's it. Besides completing the game, but like those are your goals. And once you do that, you one hundred like you complete the game. And so I just felt like it was so easy to you had so many attainable goals, and you, it was so clearly laid out. Yeah, absolutely. And they were called they were called mini kits, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're and not- the reason for it is because each of the ten mini kit pieces or whatever built a mini version of like for example in the first lego star wars game it built a mini version of one of the starships that's why it's called a mini kit because it's like a mini lego kit oh okay yeah see i never i i you learned something new i never knew that (laughs) That that makes so much sense um yeah i think i think one of the reasons that i keep coming back to these games is because for what I am a huge Star Wars fan, so I will gobble up any content that LucasArts throws at me. But there, there's just something so whimsical about those games. Just something so because especially in the first two, like because there's no dialogue, it it, it all all of the humor came from like slapstick comedy, which is perfect for a kid. But at the same time, like adults find slapstick comedy funny too. Like, like there are still people who are like way older than us who will watch like Bugs Bunny or Tom and Jerry or any of the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons 
and it's all it's all that same it's it's like it's something about it just triggers uh, the, the little simple man in my brain and says ha ha funny and I, I just i i'm obsessed with it i love it so i feel like the whole slapstick comedy thing or like it it originated the whole oh loud noise equal funny <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. because i mean if you think about it oh someone falling get hurt funny yeah because the game <laughs> every time you die you, the all of the only like actual like dialogue besides the the death scream that every character had yep. that was unique and you know people from our generation took all of those screams and made some of the funniest memes out of those like yeah, man. the the i think my favorite one was the yoda <laughs> oh i love it i tried to make that my ringtone one time yeah, I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> it was such a huge endeavor, endeavor, and it didn't work, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> but you know, it's the the one of the, like that was one of the best aspects of those games. And then going through and playing Lego games as you get older, um, you know, they started off with those games, and it completely like blew everybody's expectations out of the water with the first Lego Star Wars game. And then they made the second one, which was just the original trilogy. And they made the third one, which was the complete saga. And I didn't realize this until I was looking at dates for these releases. But those games all came out within a year of each other. Really? Yeah, they like I didn't think about that when I was a kid. I never registered that. But yeah, they literally just released them all, which is really funny if you think about it. Because the third game, which is arguably the best one, is just the first two put together. A little bit more stuff to it. <laughs> So they didn't really have to do a whole lot there, but you know I still bought it and I was obsessed with it and I loved it. But then there were also the Lego Indiana Jones games uh, mm-hmm. that I was super. I loved that too. Um, it was pretty much all the same stuff going through those three movies. But then, did you ever play the first Lego Batman game? I feel like I did. I I think I did because I had it. I felt I want to say I had it on PlayStation too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the one where the Joker has like the weird two back spikes in his hair or whatever. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that game kind of marked a turning point in Lego games because that was the last one where they really did all the murmurs and the mumbles and stuff like that. And the reason they started changing it was because one of the big complaints about that game was nobody knew what was going on. Like you couldn't tell what the plot <laughs> was because before that, the Lego, all of the Lego games were based on movies. So you already knew the plot points. And because Lucas, uh, George Lucas is so like, he, he's not a complicated person when it comes to plots. Like it's pretty easy to fall <laughs> onto his movies. Um, it's, you know, cause they're kids movies. And so it wasn't hard for Lego to not have to use dialogue to display what's going on. But the Lego Batman, like they decided not to do a movie. They decided to do an original story, and so because of that, like half the time you have no clue what's going on, especially because you flip back and forth between like villain's perspective and their perspective, and then like you just you have no clue. So I remember I never beat that game when I was a kid because I couldn't tell what was going on or what I had to do. Like nobody was saying anything, and I remember being really frustrated with it. And so then after that, Lego started kind of switching up um, how they did things, and I think I don't know if it's the first one, but it's one of the first ones that I remember was the lego lord of the rings game and that was where they put dialogue in from the movie to um like they actually had like actual like um i don't think it was adr i think it was just actual like dialogue audio from the movie itself so it was really yeah. funny because it'd be really like i, I don't know you're the audio guy but it's like 
like you could tell that they just ripped it straight from the movie you know i don't know <laughs> what that's called but it's just like slightly compressed yeah yeah like, it, just it, like it just felt off and, a little fucky <laughs> yeah 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 and you know i love i liked playing that game because i'm also a huge lord of the rings fan but it felt a little bit off like there wasn't as much like slapstick comedy because they didn't have to try to explain what was going on with all the mumbles, though you 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 lost a little bit of it. And like what would happen was you'd be in a really intense moment in the scene, like when they're throwing the ring into the fire, and they're crying, and you hear the actors, the actual actors crying. But then the Lego characters will like instead of pulling out the ring, he pulls out a carrot out of his <laughs> out of his. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> and it just, and it, it was weird, you know. And this may seem like I'm trailing a bit, but the reason I wanted to talk about this and the reason I wanted to do this podcast in general with you is because uh, I think it was early last year or the end of 2019, they announced Lego Star Wars The Skywalker yep. Saga. Yep, 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 yep. And I remember when that game was announced, I was like over the moon excited. Like I was super obsessed with it, you know. Like I like I was instantly like, oh, I'm it's like I'm buying that day and day and date, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we started talking about the game mechanics that they released with the gameplay trailer because mm-hmm. they. I remember talking to you. I don't know if you told me or if I told you about this. It was the um the new aim mechanic that they're supposedly putting in this game. They had footage of it, but I don't know if they'll keep it in. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, no, it would ahead. work like a third person shooter. Which is really interesting for a Lego game because traditionally you just like point your character in a direction and shoot, or you hold down the fire button and use your left thumbstick to like aim where it's going, and then it fires like one shot. Now they pulled so. that mechanic from the Force Awakens game, right? The Lego Force Awakens. I never actually played the Lego Force Awakens game. Yeah, see, I haven't. Neither did I. Played... I heard that's where it came. I I heard the game's actually pretty good. I've just never taken yeah. the time to go get it because it's never been below like forty, and I don't want to pay that much money for it at this point. Um, but yeah, I heard that's kind of I heard I heard it wasn't bad, and that they're gonna take a lot of the good stuff from that game and put it into this one. Because like the thing about this one is that and like with the original Lego Star Wars games, it was very linear to a point. I I mean I say that, but because it was basically you had a hub world, and then which with the first game it was Dexter's Diner, and in the original. Uh, trilogy one it was um the masaisa cantina and you went into mm-hmm. a room and each room represented a movie and then each room had like five i think i think they split up every single movie into six acts and each act was yeah. a curtain like level of the, like a part of that movie and i've heard that this new game is going to be like that just like super expanded and it's going to be a lot more open world so instead of having one hub place that's a tiny little area um you get to go from planet to planet like after you do the intro stuff and then you can go to each planet and then each planet you can decide what story you're going to tell because like on Tatooine like there's so many different stories that happen on Tatooine from mm-hmm. each movie and so I think that they have it set up to where there's a lot of like more exploration to get to the levels you want to go to um but the thing that had me really excited was um you know they released the trailer which by the way I love that trailer because they did the they used the same um score for the uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer which say what you will about that movie, but everybody that flipped had a shit. Bang in soundtrack. Well, dude. everybody flipped shit when that trailer came out with the little like oh yeah, do 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 do, and then it like went in and had this huge like sweeping orchestral like, um, they did like a different version of the um like John Williams Star Wars theme, and it was just like like it makes you cry if you're a Star Wars fan. And they did the same thing for the trailer, and it was amazing. 
but it had a lot of dialogue and everyone was kind of like ah you know that's kind of a bummer but then i was reading an article or i think it was a game informer or something like that back when this game was supposed to come out because i don't i, I don't know if i've said this yet but this game's like still doesn't have a release date yet uh partially because of covid but um like it just it kept on getting pushed back and it was originally the last date and i looked on starwars.com and it was scheduled for spring 2021 so i don't think it's happening <laughs> anytime soon but um i was reading this article and it said that they wanted to kind of honor the original games and so there's a rumor that there's going to be a mumble mode really and, and that if you want you can turn off the dialogue and switch it to mumble mode and everybody just does that <laughs> Oh, dude, fuck the dialogue. I'm going to mumble mode. <laughs> I know, dude, that was that was the whole reason I wanted to do this episode with you, because every Star Wars, well, we haven't played Lego Star Wars, but uh, what, we played Lego Pirates, right? Yeah. And, and the entire asked. time, you were like, this sucks. Why are they talking? This is so bad. Especially because, like, they couldn't get any of those high-profile actors to do ADR, yeah. so they had um, voice impersonators, and it was it's just not as good. And some of the other Lego stuff, like there was a Lego Clone Wars game where they did that. Yeah, it was, it was just I had not, that one. It's just not good, you know? And so the idea that I can get my mumble back <laughs> had me so excited. <laughs> ben said, give me the mumble back, boy. Yeah, man, that's that, like, that's that, like, if they do that, this game will be perfect, you know? I completely agree. I mean, this this is coming from... I guess from a perspective of nostalgia glasses mm -hmm. and looking back on how simple the formula was for the first two Lego Star Wars games, where it was like one hub world where it was like a circular room or a rectangular room where you go into different rooms to do different episodes or whatever, versus like uh, Marvel superheroes, where it's like an entire open world where you can just like. I got lost in it a lot and like mm -hmm. lost in a bad way. I didn't know where the fuck to go. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I had no clue not to mention that voice acting. The game is uh interesting to say the least. Yeah, no, it's not great. But like I, 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 I'm excited for this Lego game, but I'm also worried that I'm going to have the same kind of anxious hesitance to play it because of the open world aspect mm -hmm. of it that they're talking about yeah i i think that they're going to try to do a mesh between the two like i hope that there's a way to where you can just do straight up story mode and like you can just do however you want to do it that way mm -hmm. but to be honest with you like um so Mar i think marvel superheroes i liked that game in the open world only because it was a marvel game and so what they that that game what had what that game had going for it was its roster because it had, like, the first one had, like, over 300 characters or something like that. And, like, the mm -hmm. new one that I played had, like, like three times as that. And so, you and, like, that game is just an open-world New York. And it's kind of like a smaller scaled-down version of New York. But you can just explore it at your leisure because that's how you find... Um, because uh, basically you just will explore the world and then it'll tell you on your mini map that oh you need to go to the Baxter building to do the third level or whatever the heck but which was confusing but you got to fly around as Iron Man or jump from building to building as Spider Man or wreck stuff with a uh, Hulk and so it it it, it kind of balanced that out for me you know but, yeah I get you but I think it's 
that this is too much for me. Yeah, I can imagine. It, if you think that's bad, don't play the new the newer one, Lego Marvel Superheroes Two, because that one they do the multiverse thing, and so each section of the map is a different universe, and so like you'll be flying through, and then you would go through the zone, and also the loading was terrible. Like you would stop, and it would freeze, and then it would switch to a different like New York, and it was like like a completely, and you just get so turned around, like it'd be like medieval New York, or like. Uh, Apocalypse New York or uh, Ultra New like it was it was bad <laughs> it was very bad. Um, you know it's awful. I got Lego Marvel Superheroes one, two, and the Avengers game <laughs> fifteen dollar bundle, <laughs> and I've only played like a quarter of Marvel Superheroes. <laughs> I just got like overwhelmed. Yeah, I feel that. I I think also I played Marvel Superheroes with a friend, and we would play tag a lot to explore the city. Like, we would mm. play as the Hulk, because the Hulk, you could do uh, rage mode, and he would just, like, charge at anything full speed, and it'll just destroy cars and trucks, so one of us would be, like, a flying character, the other person would play that, so we'd either play tag or hide and seek in the world, and that's how we got used to it, but that took a while for us to do, because, mm. like, another thing about LEGO games is that it's really fun to do with people, and which is also a bummer, because I almost bought that same bundle with you to try to play it with you, but, you know, they don't support... <laughs> online co-op for some reason which is so fucking stupid yeah i was like that's so dumb like (laughs) like lego games are so they're so highly entertaining Mm -hmm. and they're so accessible to so many age groups why would you not do online play yeah because i mean like i understand that there's a lot that goes into creating a game no matter what the visuals look like you have to do a lot of coding a lot of trial and error, and online multiplayer brings a whole lot more into it, especially when you bring in yeah, communication sure, aspects, sure. limiting certain words and things like that. So I get why they didn't do it, but I also wish that they had included an online multiplayer because that would make, like you said, it would make the game so much more pleasurable because you're not just getting turned around constantly. You, <laughs> If anything, you have someone else to get turned around with because you're like, <laughs> yeah. where the fuck are we supposed to go? I don't know. Well, yeah, the, the whole point of that game is, like, the it, Lego games are supposed to, like, help, like, guide your imagination. Because that's the thing about Lego. Like, the whole thing about Legos is you can build whatever your mind, like, can come up with. And, like, there's there's something really special about that. And Lego games, at their best, kind of help mimic that in a way like you can never truly get that i think the only game that does that is um minecraft the only video game version of that is minecraft the same feeling with legos which is odd enough because lego can't create a game as good as minecraft and i don't understand that no but anyways um so their next best thing is to take these properties that you know and love and take this toy line that you know and love and kind of combine the two and i always like when i was a kid like because the thing about video games, especially like games with like guided worlds that aren't open world, like it's pretty easy to tell that you're being guided through a level. And as a kid, I never like the Lego games are very much linear games. But oh, absolutely. They, uh, especially maybe I would I haven't played it in a few years, so maybe I think differently. But I remember when I was a kid, I never noticed that because they give you the options to like build vehicles from the games or build these wacky creations because you destroy a bunch of boxes and droids and tanks and you take all those pieces and you create something wacky and crazy that you can then fly around or blow something up or something like that and so i always remembered like that made it feel like i was like 
destroying this world, which I definitely was not. <laughs> like, I don't think that there <laughs> were that many times when that game actually did that, but you never thought about it that way. And I, so, like, I've always thought the LEGO games were at its best when it did that. And uh, LEGO Marvel kind of did that in a way, but I think they just kind of bit off more than they could chew. <laughs> Um, I would completely agree with that statement because they were because I mean they were doing an original story. Mm-hmm. They were trying to include a roster of characters from different generations of comics, stayed mm-hmm. true to some comics and stuff. Not to mention like all of these side objectives and RNG missions. So it, that that statement could not be more true right now, honestly. Also, yeah. my dog is barking, so I apologize <laughs> if you can hear yeah. that. Yeah, my my roommate barged in here just a second ago, and I had to like while you were talking, like quietly go go away. <laughs> so you're good. Um, now, so uh, another thing I wanted to ask you, um, what is something that you want? Like, what is something that you really want to see in this final game? You know, um, online multiplayer. Online multiplayer. <laughs> but aside from that, um. I just want them to capture the magic of the first two games because, like, I could go back today and play those first two games, aside from the pod racer mission, fuck that <laughs> mission, um, and just completely enjoy myself, which I did during the summer of COVID. Yeah. Like, I would go and play it during the day because I had nothing else to do, and, like, I had a, I had a blast. And, like, I, I really hope they capture the magic of being able to kind of like you were saying, literally go through a story, but also feel kind of like you're exploring an open space. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play so. the um, the Lego Jurassic World or the Lego Lord of the Rings game? I played Lego Lord of the Rings, but I didn't play Jurassic World. Okay, I see, did play Lego Harry Potter, though. I see that one I haven't played, but um, you know how in Lego Lord of the Rings it was kind of half open world, half linear. So like in between missions, you would have an open world version of the map you just played, and it would kind of lead you through mm-hmm. like the fellowship, like the the Frodo and Sam's quest to like take the ring to Mordor and in between those open worlds you can do a lot more destroying destruction you would have the little shops and stuff like that and you can go back and forth but there was no like central hub I've been told that the Force Awakens game works like that but it's planet to planet and then you kind of go to the planets and then you do that and because it really only focuses on the first movie it doesn't have as hard of a time like jumping back and forth between planets because that's my thing is like with in trying to do all nine movies, which is insane. I don't know how they're gonna do that planetary, like jumping back and forth between stuff. You know, like I don't know how well that's gonna work. See, I think with that, they're almost gonna have to do. So here's my theory. All right, prepare all right. yourself. All right. So I think that there is going to be a hub ship. Think. The Tanto of IV. And there is going to be nine escape pods, not including the escape pods for Solo mm-hmm. or Rogue One. Because I okay. don't know if they're including those movies in the no, game. No, it's just the Skywalker saga. Okay. So I imagine DLC, nine... but... <laughs> they're going to have nine escape pods, or ships, or whatever you want to call them. And if you want to do story mode, you're going to have to get in the escape pod that correlates with that specific movie. And it'll take you to that planet and it'll go you th- take you through the story. But there's going to be a 10th escape pod where you can visit each planet individually and replay a story from any of the missions from different movies. So like Tatooine, you could play the pod racing mission 
from The Phantom Menace, or you could play Jabba's Barge or Jabba's Palace from uh, Return of the Jedi. And that's how it's going to work with the open world aspect, but still having the central hub. That's a really good idea. And I, and I like, first of all, I love how you said the Tantive IV when it's just a Tantive 4. <laughs> um, I've always called it the Tantive IV. I know, I know, I know. It was just really funny. It took, like, it broke my brain while you were talking because I was like, the Tantive. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but, um, no, I think that's like, a, that'd be a really clever idea. And I think if they do do that, like, they need to use that ship. Because that ship is just so iconic. Like, I can't think of anything else that they could use. Besides maybe the... Yeah, no, there there is no other thing besides maybe, like, a Star Destroyer. But that would be boring. Like, I think that... Yeah. Is, I don't think that'd be as fun. Um, yeah, I... You know, I, I'm not sure. I don't know how... Because, like, I feel like this game is going to have to do a lot of... Because I've been told that... Or I've been told. I've read that they're going to try to fix the uh the plot holes and the kind of bad story beats that people didn't like about the sequels somehow <laughs> like they're gonna try to make light or make joke about it and something like that so for me the thing that i'm most i guess anxious nervously excited to see is how that they handle the sequel trilogy now that it's over taking in all of that criticism and um online quote-unquote feedback from fans about that series and how they treat that in terms to the rest of the saga because i feel like this is going to be the first like real like piece of entertainment that we've gotten since the skywalker saga ended with all of that stuff in mind and this literally being the skywalker saga complete you know assuming they don't make three more which i really hope they don't (laughs) i don't see how they can but um anyways that's that's another podcast but um i'm just really like anxious to see how this is all going to look wrapped up in one neat little bow all tied together you know yeah i just hope with them responding to criticisms or plot holes or anything like that they don't get to the point of like being annoying about it i'm trying to think of a game that has done that before and i was thinking borderlands but borderlands hasn't been that bad um because borderlands is usually accepted pretty well yeah but like uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, like, know I just hope I just hope they don't get to the point where they like get super meta and like they make a point to like correct something and they're like, huh? 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 You see that? We fixed it. <laughs> yeah, but they like stop and like they like stare into the camera and be like, see? It does and, make sense of this Canto Bite sequence, or this Canto Bite sequence was dumb. Well, yeah, I really hope they don't do that. You know, I, I hope they just kind of have some fun with it, you know. Like, in the trailer, they kind of made fun of the shirtless Kylo, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. Because, like, I think that these games can... Because, like, even with the prequels, like, the prequels were not great movies, but the games, the, the, original, uh, the original LEGO Star Wars game handled it in a way that... It kind of poked fun at some of the more obviously like wacky stuff, like bad dialogue, like when he says, "I hate sand." He pulls sand out of his ears and stuff like that in the game and stuff. And you know, they 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 poked fun with it without just trashing on it, which I think is harder to do nowadays, mm-hmm. especially with today's like internet climate. I don't know how well that would go, but <laughs> you know, this is also like Lucas Arts and Disney 
that's making this game. So like, they're not going to trash all over their own product. So that's another worry I have too, where they're not going to be allowed to address anything. Because another yeah. thing that this game's doing is that they like they instead of doing um, just grabbing dialogue from the movies, which is terrible. They're actually having voice actors come in and record, like re-record uh, all of the dialogue. But no, have you watched the trailer? It's not as bad because they're getting some Clone Wars actors to do stuff. Um, okay. Some of the newer like Disney people, like I like, it's probably not gonna be great. Like because like I think cutscene dialogue and um, in-game dialogue are two completely different things. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So who knows? I I could be wrong, but I'm I'm from what the trailer showed like they the guy who they got to voice luke skywalker wasn't terrible and you know that's important so i think whoever they get for the main characters is going to be a big deal but you know hopefully because of that they can re-record all the stuff and it and they can do with that what they will i guess <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah man i think i just hope the voice acting isn't as bad as the lego christmas special <laughs> <laughs> as far as them trying to imitate the actors that played them on screen, because Ray's fucking voice, oh my <laughs> god, dude, it was yeah. so bad. Did it sounded you... like she had like a piece of chocolate in her mouth the yeah, entire did, time. Did you ever watch any of the Forces of Destiny? Um, no, mini shorts. I purposely avoid Lego shorts. No, 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 no. These were this were the these weren't the Lego shorts. These were the uh, the animated things. Where it was, um, it was. I think it was all about, um, it was. It was back during like the big like when like LucasArts was really or Lucasfilm was pushing, uh, advocating for like, um, female representation stuff like that and girl empowerment. So all of those shorts, each one is a different female character in Star Wars, and it's about them. You know, it's just stories about them. And so I remember. I think the the Ray from those shorts is the same one from the Lego special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're they're not great, <laughs> but I feel like that's a hard job to be a voice actor impersonating a very well known character. Like I wouldn't want that job at all. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I have immense respect for all of the voice actors who've done anything with Lego, because I mean, like it, it's a really big toss up whether you're mm-hmm. going to be able to do it justice or not, and if the company's going to do the game justice, and if people are just going to hate you because they hate the game instead of your voice acting. And, like, the only the issue that I had with Ray's voice actor in the Christmas special was that it sounded like a really hardcore California surfer girl trying <laughs> to do a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ray, <laughs> I mean, Finn, we gotta go. Just, like, horrible in- imitations. Just bad. Oh, my God. Man, I I'm gonna after after we hop off of this, I'm gonna send you the Force of Destiny clip, um, with old man uh Han Solo. It is so oh, bad. God. It is so so bad. And it has the right voice actress in there too. But it is it is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think to to wrap this up a little bit, I think the things that I wanna see are um I the thing I'm advocating for most is I want Mumblecore back. Um, I think that is the true heart and soul of Lego games, and if they don't have that in this game, I'm just gonna chuck it in the trash. You know, like what? There's, there's yeah, I'm nothing... gonna buy it and then I'm just gonna <laughs> throw it away immediately. I'm not even gonna download it to my PS4. I this will be my next. This will be my next Cyberpunk. You know, like oh. 
Like if they this don't... game, this game has had about as much development difficulties as Cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean to be like to be fair, they didn't like advertise it five years ago, and then two years after that, when there's no gameplay, they pull Keanu Reeves out on stage and say, "Oh, I'm in the game," you know? Like they didn't do that. <laughs> Like, I don't think any game is ever going to be as bad as that marketing wise. Like there, like there is yeah. literally like that is going to be a term coined in the video game industry as far as marketing goes. Is we cannot cyberpunk ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you yeah. know, love it or hate them, you know they 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 knew that they were going to be forever cemented in pop culture. I just don't think that they realized <laughs> how 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 bad it's going to be. Yeah. Isn't the game still in like a really broken state right now? That's better. They finally put it back on PlayStation Store. Fuck. You know they finally brought it back officially. Like so. I, I want to check it out so bad, mm-hmm. but I don't want to put myself through the pain. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it being back on the uh, PSN is a good sign. Um, I don't know how good. Uh, you know, I, I see. My thinking is that they just put it back on the PSN just to be like, hey, if you buy it. It's your fuck up. No, because they've been trying to get it back on for months because they've been constantly updating that game with patches and stuff like that. And wasn't other it like every kind of... weekend or something? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was nothing but patch. But what's funny is because they're supposed to be in DLC mode right now, and they oh, haven't done any fuck. of that because they've just been spending the past six, seven months repairing the game or finished building the game, I should say. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, I don't know how we got onto Cyberpunk because this is a this is a, this is a movie video game podcast and um my final word is i think that lego star wars is the perfect um movie video game game i i think i would agree i think there there, there's no better thing it completely tells the story of the movies and it captures the magic of star wars with the whimsy of lego and um jordan if you have a problem with that you can kiss my ass i don't care (laughs) yeah (laughs) what he said The, the, the best part about these is that with me and you being on this podcast and not the other actual host is that we can say whatever we want about them and they will never know because they don't listen to the raw recordings. Why would they do that? They don't edit the show. We do. So they won't know what we say about them until we put it up on air. It's great. Cause I know Jordan doesn't listen to this beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Like Jordan is a, uh... anyways. Yeah. What were you saying? Ben? <laughs> yeah. No, you know, Jordan's just a wonderful Anyways, yeah, I'm not going to let him hear praise either. No, no, no shit talk, no praise. It's all neutral. Ashley, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Ashley, you're the best. Jordan. Anyways, <laughs> I think that we are about out of time. But uh, thank you, Tyler, once again. I know you're a busy man. You got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm glad that you were able to take time out of your schedule to hop onto this record and talk about stuff that we love you know like i said i love lego i love star wars and i absolutely adore lego star wars so um i would plug next week's show but i don't know next week's show because we don't decide where these <laughs> fit into the um, schedule so look out for next week's episode and um crap see this is how i know how informal the show is because i was supposed to um tell you to go follow our socials and i don't have them pulled up so. <laughs> you look at the you look at the Instagram. I look at the Twitter. Okay. So I don't remember either. Instagram. Okay. Our Twitter is at FMB Pod. That's capital F, capital M, capital V, and P O D, undercase. And then you can follow us at Instagram at at FMV Podcast 
no space, no caps, with an underscore at the end. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you'd enjoy this episode. Um, tell us if you want more um, just me and Tyler episodes, because that'll be great boost of morale for us a, a great <laughs> boost we can really use that because we spent a lot of time just on our own editing posting all that jazz so we can really use it yeah. but um, other than that I think that's it so goodbye everybody <laughs> that was me saying bye <laughs>